one point he's out he's a outstanding act of teaching the word of God. So one day he was talking about this gospel where he said many are called but few are chosen. And he shared a story where he was asking God, why is that many people you call many people and choose only very few that were a partial God? That that worried him so much as a little boy. Why do you call many? Why not just call the few that you need? Why must you call many? And as a little boy, the thing worried him so much. And he said, this is one of the biggest questions you're going to ask God when he goes to heaven. And I'll ask God, why will you invite so many people and pick only very few? And what's your criteria for choosing the few? Eventually, as God will have it, he made his way into the seminary to be a priest. And while they were in the seminary, they began to do exegesis and the studying of Hebrew and Greek. And then he now read this in the Hebrew translation and the Greek translation. And it is not the way it is rendered here that is rendered there. Say, many are called. But few are committed. Yes. And I said, wow. So, this question I have for God has been answered. So many are called, but few are committed. Few respond. From the parable of what Jesus has given to us now, you can see that it is now his atrium to that. Because you need to wonder, why would God call many and few be chosen? Okay. So why are many called and few gets committed? Why would the rest not get committed? The first thing that answers that question. I will vindicate my holiness and the holiness of my great name. And he says, and I will take you from the nations. And I will gather you from all the countries and bring you into the, your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you. And you shall be cleansed from all your uncleannesses. A new heart I will give you. A new spirit I will put within you. That's God's investment. That's God's investment. Whoever tells you that if you are a Christian that you cannot change and be a new person is a lie. God does not take you the way you are. He must transform you. You must be transformed. That's why he said, I will give you a new heart. Give you a new spirit. If this is not your pursuit as a Christian to receive this transformation, you won't go far. If there was no need for that, God would have said, I will give you a new heart and put my a new spirit within you. And I will take out of your flesh, I will take out of you the heart of stone. Oh, for God to say there's a heart of stone, it mean, really means there exists what? A heart of stone. How do you identify the heart of stone? The gospel answered it. 
He sent out his servants, saying, Go and invite them. Behold, I have made ready my dinner. And all that. But they made it what? They made light of it. When you make light the things of God, it's an indication that your heart is a heart of stone. They went off despising the things of God. It's a sign that you have a heart of stone. That means spiritually, your heart is a stiff-necked heart. They went off, one to his farm, another to his business. How many times you hear Christians who give excuses because of what captures their interest as against the things of God? And we think it doesn't matter. Others see the servants, treated them shamefully. How many times we have seen Christians who treat other Christians shamefully? Treat ministers shamefully. I've told the story of a woman, a CW child in my, my in my home parish. Just because there's this kind of this priest that is, you know, he's not the the outgoing type. He's the quiet type, if you like, maybe a, a naive type. You know, he, he finds it difficult to to talk. And because this woman is, he has gone to school, and her head her head is up like this. The priest made a comment, and she felt that it was an insult on her, and she slapped the priest. And as usual, the priest smiled and laughed and went away. See, today that family has not recovered. I tell you, the woman see her life tormented, all her children useless. The priest still living in her life, living his life in the diocese of Eda. He's an elderly priest now. Treated them shamefully. How many times to have fought? God's instruments. If we kill them, that's the sign of what? Hardness of heart. Hardness of heart. When you don't want to forgive, it's a sign of hardness of heart. Easily embittered. Easily embittered. Everything gets into your fingernails. Everything. Lack of tolerance. He said, I give you a new heart and a new spirit, and I give you a new commandment. What is it? Love one another. As I have loved you, that means it must be a sacrificial love. A love that will accept and accommodate all the insults, all the pains, and everything. And see, walk away quietly. So he gives you a new heart, he gives you a new spirit, he gives you a new life. He gives you a new commandment. That's the life. And we must key in. It's not negotiable. Don't be outside. Press in. Press in. Don't take it lightly. Don't make light out of it. Okay? You can see David in the psalm, you know, articulating these whole things. Create a pure heart for me, oh God. It's only God that can give you a pure heart. And he said, I will give it to you, a new heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. I'll put a new spirit in you. And not a dull spirit, not a grudging spirit. A steadfast spirit, a fervent spirit. A spirit that, is, that has, you know, that is zealous for God. 
the spirit that is always on the move to respond to every dictate of God. Look at David's prayer. That's the prayer the man, the man who goes after the heart of God is praying. So do not cast me away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. That's the man that values God's investment. That's the man that values God's investment. Restore to me, restore in me the joy of salvation. Until you have a new spirit, until you have a new heart, until you have a new, you start obeying the new commandment, you will have the joy of salvation. There are Christians who are always depressed. Everything makes them sad. Every time they are sorrowful. They are always waiting for something from outside to make them happy. And it doesn't last. But when God gives you the joy of salvation, you are always at glow. In the pit, you are glow. You don't need someone to console you. Some will say, life is boring. How can you say life is boring? Where is the Holy Spirit that gives you joy? Eh? He comes in the comforter. He is there with you. Your joy doesn't come because of material things. Your joy comes from the Lord. Hmm? I will teach transgressors your way. You see, his desire is to teach people. People are on the wrong path. He wants to teach them the right path. Anywhere he finds himself, hey, this is not supposed to be this way. It's supposed to be this way. This is somebody who has zeal for the kingdom. That sinners may return to you. Wow. I'm so blessed by this. My sacrifice to God is what? Not car. Not rams. Not dollars. My sacrifice to God is what? A broken spirit. That's a spirit that is willing to obey God. A meek spirit. Anytime God touches you, you must respond. Not you respond sluggishly. Not that you have no interest in it. You have no time for him. No. A broken spirit. A broken and humble heart. Oh God, you will not spawn. That's why I say, I will give you a new spirit. I'll give you a new heart. New wine in new wine skin. I give you a new life. And I give you a new commandment. How many of them? How many of them are looking at me? Eh? I, I'm asking you, you are smiling. I'm not smiling. Eh? First one is what? Second one? Uh-huh. Uh-uh. A new heart, a new spirit, a new life, and a new commandment. Whoever is in Christ is a new creature. All things have passed away. And I say, behold, all things have become new. We pray at this Mass. Our hearts will everly carry these structures of God in our hearts. So that each time God looks at us, He can say, I am your God and you are my people. May God bless you once my heart so far as our Lord.